What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. I see things a little differently. This is the Monday show. I am the slow chemical. And <laughs> I had this interview I did last week with a, a, a collector, a first interview with a collector, and it was a really good conversation. And I was like, man, I really want to put this out on Monday. You know, I still can, I guess. You know, it's my show. I can do what I want. But I was like, you know what? Hell in a Cell is happening. I'm really interested in seeing this Rey Mysterio, Roman Reigns. Everything with Roman Reigns is just intriguing at this point. It's to me. And I say, you know what? I'm just going to hold off, do the, put the interview out next week, you know, and that way, you know, we'll prepare it for, the, for July when live crowds are going to be officially back all the time. As far as like when WWE and AEW hit the road. AEW just announced their first New York show, and of course, some fans have acted really dumb this week by saying that AEW wouldn't sell out, or hey, Piper Nevin, you're too fat, and I guarantee you, they look probably terrible themselves, and Piper Nevin has a very unique look, it's not fat, it's just what how she looks, you know, it's whatever, um, and she she's probably embarrassed shaped than most of the people that were making fun of her, which is... If that's all you have time to do, just matter of fact, I'm not going to go on that rant. Anyways, all these things are going on, and I'm like, like, let me just put this interview off. Let me just, let me try to do what what you guys want, right? This is why I I am so stubborn. <laughs> First of all, we recorded the show Tuesday night, so now I've already decided. Hey, boom, we're gonna put this out in two weeks. All of a sudden, on Thursday, it's announced that Roman Reigns and Rey Mysterio has been moved to Friday nights. And I know everyone's saying how there's no reason for it. Of course, there's a reason. It's ratings. You know, they're 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 they're, they're testing out the waters as because this is the first Hell in a Cell on free TV since '98. And I remember that free Hell in a Cell. It was a tag team match that went to a no contest. It was Steve Austin and The Undertaker versus Kane and Mankind. Six days before King of the Ring 98, where you had another Hell in a Cell, which is the most legendary Hell in a Cell probably, and where you had Kane win his first WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Um, but it was just for ratings. It was just for, uh, hey, let's give Fox something. I mean, if you think about it, why wouldn't they? SmackDown is currently the one that rates the highest of all the WWE te television or all wrestling programming. I think it gets over 2.1 million viewers a week. And Raw only gets like 1.6. So right now, it is the A show. You know, and that's surprising because I remember when I was younger, right? And I remember, I can't remember which show it was, but I was really invested in the show. And this is when I started learning a little bit about the industry or whatever. And the show got moved from like Tuesday nights or Wednesday nights to Friday nights. And I was like, why would they move it to Friday nights? And someone said, well, it's not doing good in the ratings. At the time, I didn't really know ratings and all that other type of stuff. So I was like, all right, what does that mean? It's like Friday is really like the death spot. But that's where I got confused because there used to be a block of television that was TGI TGIF, thank God it's Friday, where I believe you have Family Matters on there and a bunch of just shows that were lined up for Friday nights, which was for family viewing, right? So Friday night at one point in time 
was the night to be on. The same way Thursday night was the night something some stuff used to be on, like Seinfeld used to be on Thursday night, all this other stuff. So that's what that's what confuses me because it's like I would assume the only dead night is like a Saturday night, you know, because and say dead air quotes, no air quotes, you can't see me doing air quotes. Um, is because like most people were out Saturday, but Fridays are kind of uh, it has to be give and take because. For everybody that wants to go out on a Friday night, there are more people who are like, I'm just going to chill and then do my thing tomorrow night and rest up for my thing tomorrow night than have my Sunday recovery day. Um, so a little confusing there. Anyways, the point in all this is it's the A show. Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't Fox, who's invested a lot of money into this program, into this company, say, hey, we want something special right now? It, 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 unfortunately, it was to the detriment of Hell in a Cell because I actually had no interest in watching Hell in a Cell after this. I don't care if you have Cesaro and Seth Rollins match on there. This was the only reason I was going to watch. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm not going to do it. And, and I've, I've gone from... Um, someone asked me before, are you still a fanatic for wrestling? I said, I don't know how to answer that because... When I first started watching wrestling and got really, really got into it, it's probably like 92, 93, that I can remember. And then when I start really, really getting into it and watching other stuff was like 95, like other programming outside of WWE and WCW. That's when I got into ECWs, the New Japans, all that stuff. And I, at one point in time in my life, I want to say... From 97, excuse me, from WrestleMania 12 in 96 until the end of the invasion, I hated missing Raw. I hated missing WCW. I hated missing anything because I felt like I was missing out. And there's plenty of times, there's plenty of shows I missed and I've had to go back and watch and blah, blah, blah. But I always hated missing it. And once... The end of the invasion happened. That feeling left. My my lifer status never left. That's never left. I will watch it because it's always something for me. Like, as much as I don't watch WWE now, some of the stuff, I do watch AEW. And on weeks when AEW has a show like they had, like, we're never going to talk about AEW this week. Um, I just, the, the show was, it felt like, uh, it wasn't a great show. It just felt like it was missing something that I just was like, no, I'm not gonna. I don't need to talk about that because there's nothing noteworthy to me, you know. Um, but I feel like there's always something to watch in wrestling. There's always a um, promotion giving you something that you that you're interested in. You might have to search for it, but you know if you if you're willing to search for it, you will be rewarded for it. So I mean. That's just my opinion on that. Anyways, so with that being said, I am still. I feel like I'm still a fanatic. In fact, like like anytime I record my show, I'm looking right right in my wall, and it's ridiculous. As AEW, as TNA action figures, as WWE action figures, and I am a fanatic still. I but I'm a more organized fanatic. Um, I'm a more calm fanatic. I mean. The reality is, I just don't need to watch stuff I don't want to, if I know I'm I'm not going to enjoy. You know, if I know I'm not going to enjoy it, why why the hell am I going to watch it? You know, and I just feel that way about even, 
And that's my thing. That's why when WWE has these things where even what Triple H said last week when he said, or two weeks ago when he said, if you don't like it, don't watch it. That's And people aren't watching it. I've had that mentality, I want to say, for a decade now. Mainly because, not just because of wrestling, but because of other programming. Like, once streaming, once Netflix started the streaming wars, and I would watch shows and be two seasons in and then realize on Google, oh, this canceled after the second season. I was like, all right, I'm not going to invest my time in stuff that one, has no conclusion, or two, just is not going anywhere. And I think the first time I, I, I really, really made this rule with myself, it wasn't because of wrestling. It, it was because that we know it's a never-ending hole of uh, start and stops, you know. I was watching this show called Lie to Me. I love the actor on it. It's the guy, I can't remember his real name, but he plays Abomination in the MCU. But he's a really good actor. And then it had another actress who is from the, the practice. It has to have crush on her. But she's a good actress too. But I mean, that's that crush on her. I was like, oh, she's here? Don't mind if I do. And, um, like, I remember I was, I remember I started, I watched that show live when it was on Fox. And it did one season, it did two seasons. I couldn't catch the second season, but the second season went right to Netflix, right? So I'm like, man, this is awesome. Because, like, shows at that point in time didn't go right to Netflix. So you had to wait like a year or two. And I was wondering why shows on Netflix. So, so, not, so, I get to like maybe like one of the two, two of the last three episodes or whatever, like the last three episodes. And um, I had a guy who watched it as well. And he said, Hey, did you start watching? You see it's on Netflix. Right? I said, Yeah, I started watching. Can't wait for season three. He was like, Oh, there's, there is no season three. I was like, What? He's like, It got canceled. And I remember like feeling like so, like, What did I just watch? Like, this is like the. These these shows are like fifty minutes each, forty five to fifty minutes each. You have to remember stuff and blah blah blah. And I was like, man, I don't want to invest my time in it. And I took that mentality with wrestling, and that's how. When that's one thing I do know, like when I see people at conventions and stuff, and they listen to the podcast, I always appreciate it. And they're always like, um, yeah, man. One thing I like about your show, the one thing I hear all the time. One thing I like about your show is the fact that you talk about what you want to talk about, and if you don't want to, if you don't watch something, you say I, I didn't watch it because I don't want to watch it. Well, yeah, because here's my thing: like, why watch it and then sound like you want to be sedated after when you're talking about it? Yeah, yeah, this is cool, boom, boom, boom. And it's like whatever, you know. And it's just investing these t- investing time in this stuff is it's and that's the only, I don't think people realize that. And that's something that Dylan brought up in our interview and that you'll hear next week is he's like, I pay for all these streaming services. I need a reason to watch them. So the weekends is when I watch them. But even then, like, it's hard to find something that I'm into all the time because a lot of times they're just these, these streaming services are just looking for content and they're throwing anything at the wall as well. Um, that's how I feel. I, I don't pay for as many streaming services as you would think other people do because I have different situations going on. But. You know, I pay for at least two streaming services. And for me, it's worth it only because it's like, all right, it's here when I need it. It's here when I really... But most for the most part, I can go months without watching it. You know? And so, anyways, the point in all this is is that I am still a fanatic. It's just one of those things where it's like, I will do what I want to do. I will, I will get enjoyment from what I want to see enjoyment from. And I fully understand that having fresh content weekly is hard to do. I understand that 100%. And so every show's not going to be a hit. That's why you t- just take it and say, hey, you know what? Like like, like, like this week. AEW didn't do anything that made me want to talk about it. So you know what? I'm not going to talk about 
you know, but at the same time, that's not going to be every week. It's going to be some weeks where I got to do a catch-up two weeks from now. So, hey, this is what they did. Like, I'm looking forward to the Saturday Night Dynamite, you know. Um, so, anyways, it's just it's just good stuff in my opinion. So, anyways, let's get today's. Like I said, this is going to be very WWE heavy today. And then next week, we will do the interview. It's, his name is Dylan. He's from Figure 4 Photos on Instagram. He's a collector. Um, we talk about his wrestling fandom and all sorts of stuff. I'll get to that at the end of the show. And then Wednesday show, we have uh, episode three of Loki. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward. This will be a fun week to talk about stuff. But let's, just, let's go on the big news of the week. My final thoughts on the Roman Reigns Mysterio from Friday. It was a good match. It's I, I loved everything about Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman is, is to me is perfect right now because it's such a different dynamic than Brock Lesnar. Yeah, Heyman still knows that he can't hang with either one of these guys in a fight, but he also knows his place. And I love how Roman Reigns, you never see, that that, not that I can think of, I'm glad if you guys can prove me wrong here, but you never see Paul Heyman giving Roman Reigns advice on camera. You see Reigns, you, you hear Reigns acknowledge it on camera, but you don't see it, the, the advice given. So like Paul Heyman, like when, when Reigns like, hey, it's not my fault. You don't want to do this. And then you, then you, he asks Rey Mysterio, hey, do you want to do this? And Mysterio says, yes. He says, I try to do things your way. I try to be diplomatic. And you see Paul Heyman's face. You see Roman Reigns' face. And it's just so freaking good because they're selling each, uh, each other. Because like you see that Reigns clearly respects Paul Heyman's opinion. But he's like, all right, we try things your way. Now let's do things my way. And Paul Heyman's like, oh, great, you know. And to me, when I think about this stuff, because I know the history, like the first person to bring Rey Mysterio into the States was Paul Heyman. You know, so it's like, why wouldn't he? And I know they probably didn't go this deep. And this this is, once again, air quotes, the fanatic in me. But you can play off that. The first person to bring Rey Mysterio in the States and put him on a platform was ECW, Paul Heyman. So it's just fun to think that, hey, these are threads they could pull on. This is why, in private, Paul Heyman's like, hey, you beat the man's kid up. Give, give him a chance to live, right? Let me get a swig of water. Give the kid, give, give him a chance to live. He's a, he's he's the greatest luchador of all time in this in the state. Reigns like, all right, cool. Even though he did technically try to kill a man's son. <laughs> I love just everything about it. The match was good. What I want to talk about, though, obviously Reigns won. Jimmy, had, Jimmy, who already acknowledged him, then acknowledged that family was the most important thing. He watched as Reigns beat up uh, Ray post-match. Um, to me, this is what Jimmy had to do to get Jay back on the same page with him because they're winning those tag team championships. And this can lead to a few with the tag team championships on the line where Ray's like, Jimmy, you don't have to do this. But technically, the only thing he's falling in line for is to get his brother. So they're both falling in line for different reasons. Jay fell in line because he had no choice. He lost a match. And he didn't want to be ousted, right? And plus, he's had the greatest success of his career solo now. He may help main event WrestleMania. He is main event Jey Uso. He won the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Now they're probably going to be a seven-time tag team champions at the SummerSlam, which will, be, which will be a fun match and if they wait till SummerSlam. Um, but Jimmy fell in line even more, air quotes, 
just to get his brother back, just to keep his brother out of the middle of extracurricular drama. But my final thoughts on this hold the move, like I said earlier, it had to be done because Fox probably asked for it, plain and simple. And I'm sure USA wants more theme shows and things of that nature, and that's cool. I think the thing that has to be pointed out, though, is is that you have to have a draw. And to me, now that Bobby Lashley has defeated Drew McIntyre for the last time, now you can move on. The problem is I don't know who you put Bobby Mac, uh, Bobby Lashley, well, I say Bobby McIntyre, listen to me, Bobby Lashley with. It would have been the same issue if you reversed it and Drew McIntyre would have won. Right now, everyone seems to be kind of taken that is, is worth the fight, you know? Like RKO, uh, RK Bro, they're in something. Styles is a ta- in the tag team division. It feels like for as strong as this roster is, it's very freaking weak. And I know they're going to plan on doing a draft in two months after SummerSlam. <clears throat> they need to. Because as of right now, I can't think of... Yeah, I, yeah. to me, I don't even think Bianca and freaking Bailey needed that Hell in a Cell. I thought it was a great Hell in a Cell match and it was a great finish, but it didn't need to sell. But that's to me, that's just like, that was forced on it. To me, whatever happens next, no one's beating Bobby Lashley for that title for a while. Like, I, I, obviously the rumors of Brock Lesnar coming back, and now I'm all over my notes, I'm ruining it. But that's the only match you need to have at SummerSlam. But it's sad because now we have to look towards the older faces to come back to help generate interest. I know Bruce Pritchard and and uh, Vince will think differently, but no, like I'm actually looking forward to a Reigns Cena match with Reigns being Tribal Chief. It's a completely different dynamic from No Mercy in 2016. Reigns is officially the head of the table. He is the air quotes big dog right now. Cena was. Cena controlled that entire feud, made Reigns look stupid as Reigns couldn't remember his his, promo, his promos. Things in life are so much different in this world now. Cena is now The Rock in the position that The Rock was in when Cena was calling him out. Now Reigns is that man. Reigns is the face. Reigns will be the one to main event SummerSlam and Cena will be main event, will be main event in SummerSlam because it's on the same match with Reigns. Things are just different now. I'm looking forward to that match. I'm looking forward to seeing Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. I know I've said about Edge on this channel. I'm looking forward to Edge and Seth Rollins. That seems to be the way that they're going to go. Only reason I say that is because it's just so obvious. Edge is coming back. There's a match there. And Edge is going to be a super baby face. Why wouldn't you have a match where literally when Mr. Money in the Bank, Seth Rollins, was holding that thing, he threatened to essentially kill this man. That needs to be brought up in storyline. But these are old faces. Unfortunately, there's no Keith Lee still. Whatever's going on with him, none of my business. But unfortunately, you have no Keith Lee. Drew McIntyre has worn his welcome out, unfortunately, at, top, at the top. He's had a year run on top. It's time for him to go to mid-card for a little bit. Sheamus is in the mid-card. I can't think of a, a Bray Wyatt has he's been destroyed. Um, I wonder if they'll bring Finn Balor back. If they do, what will they do with him? I don't know. But there's you have to look f- back to want to look forward, and that's very frustrating. 
but I wouldn't. I couldn't think of a match you could put on free TV for USA, and it would draw anything. Raw is just not a good show right now, and we're not gonna dig into that because it's just so negative. And my show is positive. I have fun on here, but to me, my final thoughts on it was it had to be done, unfortunately. But at the same time, you took that and a pay per view which I had no interest in. And by the way, I don't even celebrate Father's Day, so I can care less about, care less about that holiday. But I, 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 I planned on watching it just to watch it because, once again, it's a wrestling show. And I said, you know what? I think I'm just going to go do some work. And that's what I did. That's all I did. I had no interest in the other that. Um, so that, those are my thoughts on that stuff. Um, wrapping up with it, then we'll hit some news and notes. Lashley went, went with a roll-up. I did see pieces of this match. It looked like it was a good match. I saw the battle scars from Drew McIntyre. His back was just destroyed uh, from kendo stick shots. Kendo sticks, yeah. But uh, the roll-up thing was weird. Like, why? once again, the Hell in a Cell, they just can't get right. Um, the last four years have been terrible. terrible. You have the debacle 2019 with Seth Rollins and Bray Wyatt. That is the first time ever in my wrestling fandom. I remember where after the Saints won the Super Bowl, I couldn't wait to watch the ESPN coverage just to see the highlights over and over, you know. I've had moments like that in my life. I've never had that about a wrestling program where I immediately have to change to YouTube to hear the wrestling community go the fuck off. That was the only time, and it was worth every bit of it. I I watched every wrestling review I could. I watched Cultaholic, Wrestling with Regret, Solomon's, like... I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't the only one that felt the way I felt. I needed that validation at that point. And I got, oh boy, did I get it. And it was fan-freaking-tastic. Um, Braun Strowman, Roman Reigns going to a no contest. Um, there, was, there was a few different ones that went to a no contest. Um, they just can't get it right. But a roll-up in Hell in a Cell. Wow. The only redeeming factor is that Bobby is still the world champion, which is just the right move at this point. It just, it just, it's necessary. These two guys are doing the best, probably the best work of their career in WWE between Lashley and Reigns. They deserve those world titles right now. I don't think Reigns is losing that belt until WrestleMania. And even then, if they're able to get the rock at WrestleMania, he ain't losing that belt. You know, I mean, I'm personally... The same way, I, the same way I feel so strong about Hangman getting that belt from uh, Kenny Omega soon. I just feel like Big E, whenever, whenever they decide to heat him up, and I have to assume that they're waiting for crowds to come back. Whenever they decide to heat him up, Big E is gonna be the man to take that world title from Roman Reigns. But if they're able to get The Rock for a marquee match, you have to put Reigns versus Rock. You know who's winning that match, but it's important for Reigns to have that match <clears throat> just from the visual of him pinning the top Samoan at one point in time in the company in, in, in the industry and probably ever you know it's imp- I think that's important but um yeah they can't get these things right so I'm not going to worry about that yeah and I was going to talk I actually have a note here saying Alexa's powers are growing and I literally looked at that and said yeah I'm not talking about that anyways um we actually have potential sighting of Selena De La Renta at the PC along with Becky Lynch. That's interesting to me. I would assume she would be in a manager's role as she 
and because that's what she was really great at. She was decent in the ring too, and she was evolving as well um, in the ring. But to me, her being the talker, her being having so many different groups at once, I thought was her real strength and a real addition to any talent. So that's that's cool. Obviously, Becky Lynch has been out for a year now. Um, I'm sure she's biting at the bit to come back. There's only one way to make her come back, though, and that's at SummerSlam. You want... Oh, <coughs> excuse me. Um, Stephanie McMahon said this week, last week, all hands are on deck. We're just going to be a ton of surprises for SummerSlam. They want this to be bigger than WrestleMania because it's going to be a full house or as full as they can get it with their structure built. There's no way she won't be returning there. What she'll be doing, I have no idea. Um... Remember, she didn't actually lose the World Heavyweight Championship. She actually gave it away uh, after Asuka technically won it, air quotes. Um, but, yeah, I, I just have to think that's not a surprise. But if I know off-air, me, when me and uh, De La Renta were talking, um, she was saying how um, that was you know, one of her goals was to get to WWE. Um, but she was open to AEW as well. Um but she was like, that was one of her goals. So if she gets in, congratulations to her. You know, I won't be talking to her anymore. <laughs> but it'll be, it'll be awesome to see her on TV. And uh, the last two notes are from NXT. Samoa Joe made his return. It was not any secret. It was well reported days in advance. So it wasn't like um, we didn't know. uh you know, so, look, he's not competing. He obviously isn't clear to wrestle, but he, 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 if he took the deal, knowing that he probably wasn't going to wrestle, then he has to know that something's wrong as well, and that maybe soon he would be um, cleared. Um, apparently, Triple H was very upset when they released him and fought like hell to get him to come back. This is a good role for him, and this will lead to him returning to wrestling, even if it's in a limited role in matches, we we will see. We have not seen the last of Samojo wrestling. We've not seen the last of Samojo putting his hands on people. Samojo putting his hands on people. He literally put his hands on people the first night. But in fairness, Adam Cole pushed him out the way and he got put to sleep pretty fast. Um, so I think this is a good role for him until we get one or two matches. It's gonna bring some life into him, some life into NXT. The first segment alone was fantastic. So I'm looking forward to more of that. Um, now, the last thing we'll talk about tonight is, or today, is where does Karrion Cross go after takeover in your, um, in your house? Look, <sighs> I can't think of who the next challenger would be for that NXT championship. I want to really say it's gonna be. I, I want to think of someone on top of my head. I can't though. The problem you have with him, I said this a few weeks ago, the same problem you have with Walter. You've made these guys unstoppable beasts, but the problem with Karrion Cross, even more so, is that, in my opinion, I feel like... Sorry, checking my email for some reason. Someone emailed me. Um, I feel like with Cross, we have the same problem with him that we have with Brock Lesnar. He's beating these guys. like, like That summer of Brock... Where he pinned Joe with one F five, he pinned Reigns, 
Joe and uh, and well, he pinned Reigns in a four 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 way. Then he pinned Braun with one F five. You made him so unstoppable that when finally someone beat him, it was like, that's cool, but did you need to go through your entire roster to do it? And the answer is no. Um, I I I said this before. I said this again. I see this as a situation where as to where they're just gonna pull him to I see a situation here where they're just gonna pull him from the main roster to the main roster, probably during the draft, and he's just gonna have to drop the NXT World Championship because spill the water. Because you can have you can have no one that beats him. You know? Um unless Triple H has a surprise appearance from someone, or unless this Samoa Joe factor kicks in and he has to put him to sleep and then roll him into the ring some type of conspiracy theory i don't i don't see anyone that's able to beat him i don't see it um so that's that's currently the problem they have in nxt with their world title is are we just waiting for the draft so their champion can be drafted and then he drops it and then you put it in some type of tournament I, I don't think you want to do that. I mean, we just had him have to vacate it, and then you had a, a fatal four match for the belt that ended in controversy, and then you had to have a one-on-one match, and you, you, you just did all this um, less than a year ago. I just don't think that's... that, that, that just I'm not going to be one of those guys that says, hey, the, the championship's devalued. Um, I also just... I just don't think you need to keep doing stuff like that. It's just... That's, things can already, things are already repetitive sometimes. Let's not keep them repetitive if they don't have to be. You know, be a little more creative than that. You know. So, anyways, that is your Monday show this week. I hope you enjoyed. I am up early Monday morning recording this, and so um, I am excited for the next couple weeks. Um, we have next Monday show will be the interview with Dylan from figure four photos at Instagram on Instagram. Excuse me. He has great photos that he does. I don't know how we started following each other. I'm pretty sure he was just like in my recommendations cause I'm, I'm a habitual liker and I like everything. I probably saw his collection and started liking it. And then I usually wait for people to follow me. I usually just like stuff, you know, then I follow them back. Cause I, I I'm not one of those people. I'm actually that person that's like, oh, I'm not going to follow that person if I don't know him, because that's weird. You know, I, I think about that type of stuff for some reason. So I'm pretty sure he followed me first, and I followed him second. But either way, we start following each other, then we start talking to each other. I've actually purchased a couple collectibles from him. I'm looking at them right now. It was uh, some TNA figures. It was a Jay Lethal, because that's the only thing I didn't have in my collection was a Jay Lethal, and he's one of my favorite wrestlers. A Sanjay Dutt, which they, he's not one of my favorite wrestlers, but it's a rare figure to find. Um, and a Chris Saban, but I got the Chris Saban mainly because it has the X Division Championship. But he's a really good dude. We took about 30 minute time for the interview, and um, it was just a fun talk. I learned a lot about him in that time that I didn't freaking know. Um, but anyways, that's good stuff, man. Welcome to our world. So we have a collector of wrestling. We're we're knocking out some things on this bucket list, man, for sure. So check out the Wednesday show as it'll come out the same time as this show will. I'm gonna get up on wednesday watch loki and um episode three and we'll go from there so thank you guys enjoy the rest of your week i am the slow chemical and i am out